Welcome to the Neroli Uncut Podcast. Today we have our special guest, Ashley, who is a trainer at the Wisconsin Athletic Club. And Ashley, if you could share a little bit about what you do there. Hi guys, I am Ashley. I work at the Wisconsin Athletic Club West Dallas, and I am a personal trainer. So a little bit about my background is I've been a uh, dancer for about between 14 and 17 years, and then I coached for about four. And then I went to school at UW-Milwaukee for about four years um, to get my bachelor's in kinesiology. And then I've been a personal trainer for about two years, helping people reach their goals and all that. So what I do on a daily basis is I make programs for people. I make workouts. Um, I help people reach their goals and make sure that their nutrition is okay. Um, and I also like build relationships and make people's minds where they need to be. Totally. That is awesome. So what we're going to kind of be talking about today is some health and wellness and, um, you know, New Year's resolutions are a really big thing, um, but Ashley's going to kind of speak to um, how you can incorporate that um, throughout your entire health um, journey. So if you want to kind of talk about how you um, help train your clients. Sure. So I think the biggest thing about starting to train people is making goals. And I, when I recommend, well, when I first start with people, I recommend doing SMART goals. And SMART is an acronym that you learn through school or um, other things, but SMART is an acronym that stands for uh, specific, measurable, actions, realistic, and time-bound. So when I think of people that want to lose weight, and that's a perfect example for using SMART goals, uh, using... Say you want to lose 10 pounds in 10 weeks by doing working out three times a week. You want to cut your calories by three to 400 time, or 300 calories. I'm sorry, and then you want to, you know, making sure that you're getting that heart rate up while you're doing your workouts, staying in between that 70 to 80 percent max heart rate zone. So those are the types of things that you should be looking for when you make your smart goals, so that your smart goals are basically like a huge action plan and you're not beating around the bush, you know, when you're totally. just coming into the gym. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, I know. Um, Ashley is actually my trainer at the WAC and it really helped me kind of jumpstart all of my weight loss goals and different New Year's resolutions when I started because it is kind of a big undertaking when you just start going to the gym and see all the equipment and you're like, I'll go on the elliptical, but what do I do? Totally. Um, so if you want to talk a little bit about, um, I know you touched on kind of calories and counting those and watching what you eat. Um, if you want to talk about the importance of food. Sure. So one thing I recommend to all of my clients is to love your food. And Mary's shaking her head. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, this is a big important. So there's a couple apps out there. I'm not going to recommend anything specific because everything's tailored to your own needs. But if you do love your food, not taking it too possessively but making sure that you do log everything. Because even if you didn't log your ketchup or your mustard or your mayo on your sandwich, those are extra calories and you need to realize that those are part of your calorie budget. Um, when you do log your food, I recommend always taking, well, not doing your diet right away, not cutting your calories right away. So seeing how many calories that you're eating throughout the day and then doing that for a week and then cutting your calories. So say you were eating 2000 calories before, and now taking yourself down to 1,700 calories. Now you're going to realize that, okay, 1,700 calories is actually gets you a lot of 
nutrition and you can actually live beside your means when you have 1700 calories. So I always recommend my clients between like 13 and 1600 just based on their body type. I'm not going to say anything specific, but those calorie counter uh, apps can actually be really beneficial in that you, you can see everything. But the consequence is that some people get too possessive over it. So one thing I recommend for my clients is only doing it for like one or two weeks a month and then stopping it because you need to live. You want to make it a lifestyle and you don't want to make it possessive and you don't want to only do it for two months because it's too much on your plate. Does that make sense? For sure. And so um, I know another big thing um, that I've started doing that I'm obsessed with but I didn't know I would be is cycling. And um, I've also taken a couple other classes um, like kickboxing and bar. And um, so if you want to speak a little bit to um, some of the different classes and things um, that you can take at the Wisconsin Athletic Club. Sure. So the Wisconsin Athletic Club I think is the best in Southeast Wisconsin in that we offer over 640 group fitness classes free with your membership per week. And so that's super awesome. So if you haven't mm -hmm. taken any classes there, I highly recommend it. We have awesome instructors. So, um, but anyway, um, we do offer, um, you know, over like 40 formats of classes. So Mary touched on like cycle, cycles one. We teach ringside, we teach um, bar, bar, it's a little different realm of things, but if you're listening and you don't know what bar is, you know, like ballet bar, not like drinking bar. <laughs> um, but it's a combination between um, ballet, Pilates, yoga, strength, and aerobics. So a little bit of that. And then we do offer like yoga classes. We do offer Pilates classes for free, interval, boot camp classes, stability ball classes, body transformation boot camps, um, treading classes treading not treading water classes we do offer water classes by the way but treading as in like learning how to use a treadmill and getting your heart rate up in the proper way um row fit classes those are on the rowers um all of our clubs got new rowers so I'm, <laughs> I'm giggling about that inside and then we do have like jacob's ladders at our gyms so um if you don't know what jacob's ladder is it's one of those um moving like rock climbing walls oh sure but it's like a a pillar or like a wood stem oh okay. okay yeah do you know what i'm talking about yeah so those are the types of classes that you have um i think our cycle is mary's favorite it is class because it really is challenging and all the instructors are super positive mm -hmm. um i think that's one thing that keeps you accountable too because you develop a relationship with your instructor mm -hmm. and they're like you get a Get your butt to the gym, girl. Like, come on. <laughs> and sometimes um, some of our instructors are so involved in people's lives. Sometimes they'll get your phone number and be like, where were you? Like, you okay? You know? And sometimes you get really involved to the point where, like, oh, man, I found out your mom has cancer. So let me just go say hello to you guys and take care of yourself, you know? Totally. And um, I think that is what I've noticed such a big crossover between um, even our industry at Neroli and um, the Wisconsin Athletic Club in the fitness world is just taking care of yourself, whether it's, you know, getting a massage to help your muscles or hairdressers who really love connecting on that personal level as well. Um, and then, you know, 
incorporating that um, wellness side of health at the gym. Um, I know for me, even in a busy schedule, um, a lot of my coworkers um, that I work with at Neroli, we all kind of just keep each other accountable. And I think that's what's helped a lot of us is that we'll be like, hey, we need to go to cycle or hey, we need to go to the gym on Saturday before we do our shopping or before we go to brunch on our, um, you know, 1700 calories fun day Saturday yeah um but yeah so actually on that topic um do you recommend any kind of tips or ways to kind of help you stay within your health goals when you are having like a weekend or kind of going out to dine at places any kind of tips or tricks you have sure so I always say kind of like spending so like you like shopping yes okay love shopping right (laughs) But do you ever go out shopping without a budget? Like, oh, I can only spend $300 today because that's all I can afford. Yeah, definitely. You do that? Mm -hmm. Now, do you ever go shopping without a budget? Rarely, but it is a mistake when that happens. (laughs) Okay. So that's what I think of um, when you're eating. Okay? Sure. That makes sense. On the weekend, so you're going out to lunch. The steak is super expensive, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Anyway... But that's one kind of budget, but also your calorie budget, too. So are you looking at how many calories are on it? Did you budget for the day? Did you, so, did you eat good the week of going out? And if you did, you saved your money or you saved your calories, okay? So then when you go out to dinner or lunch on the Mm -hmm. weekend, you saved your money, end quote, for that lunch or dinner or weekend or whatever, so that's what I say. Um, I live by like the 80-20 principle. So if you're eating good, you know, most of the time and you have just that one day, but make it sure that's one day and then get back into it. Awesome. Yeah, that is definitely good information because like you said, sometimes you do have to live a little and uh, we have so many good restaurants in Milwaukee. It's uh, tempting sometimes. Um, so is there anything else you want to kind of touch on more on maybe the wellness and mindfulness side of health? Sure. I think that, um, health and wellness comes with a healthy mind. And so I'm a firm believer in like going to yoga or taking time to yourself, kind of like we said, taking care of yourself at at least 20 minutes a day, whether it's like reading a book or making sure that you... Um, go get a massage, like you said, or painting your nails, or working out for 20 minutes, or something like that. I think that's really important in keeping your goals and keeping yourself sane. One of the things that I've been doing, so um, a little bit about me, I'm training for a triathlon right now. Wow! Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm training for that, but it's more so a mental battle, and it's not so much physical, mm-hmm. um, in that you you know that you can push your body to those limits or like your body can handle it. Yeah. But it's all about mind over matter. Like how are you mentally preparing yourself for a two hour race or like the half marathon I just did? How are you mentally preparing for yourself? So going back to like weight loss, how are you mentally going to get over those challenges of falling off the cliff with the eating and falling off the cliff with the working out? How are you going to mentally make sure that you're stable and on track, you know? So, yeah. 
Um, I find that I have um, gotten a lot of um, benefit from doing, um, I know the WAC offers yoga classes, but I have found a lot of benefit with um, even just pulling up YouTube on my TV and doing a 20 minute, 30 minute little mini yoga session at home. If I don't make it to the gym in the morning, um, I can still find time to get that balance um, between, you know, a really intense cardio workout and just some moments to kind of like meditate, um, get my head ready for the day, um, and even on really busy days when I do find time to um, make it to gym class or um, put my priorities first with meal planning. I know I do you recommended meal planning on Sundays, and um, I think that that is such a good way just to always be prepared and thinking of things ahead of time than, you know, being scattered with what your meal plan is or what your goals are for going to the gym that week. That's kind of what I plan ahead on Sundays. And um, I think that really helps. Yeah, for sure. And so can we touch a little bit about meal planning? Because I yeah. feel like that's a huge, totally, right? Mm -hmm. Like nutrition and everything. So one thing I recommended to Mary is getting like dishes. So like those Pyrex dishes, sometimes they come in like thirds or whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, Mary's Instagram is all full of like meal planning. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so the meal planning, super important because that's what you're going to be eating throughout the week. I don't recommend meal planning over like four days because it starts to get stale and yeah. all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And it just doesn't taste good anymore. But um, making different choices throughout the week too. And so some people can live off of, like, chicken, beans, and rice for X amount of time. <laughs> mm -hmm. I don't know about you, but I can't eat the same thing no, every day. No, I, so, I can't do that. So um, what I found in what my own research is seasoning things different. So it could be the same thing, but it has a different flavor to it. Totally. That helps. Mm -hmm. um, and then if you do get those dishes or, like, the Pyrex dishes that come in the thirds, it's really easy to portion control. And I think that's... Mm -hmm. Another big thing that people struggle with is uh, not eating as or eating too much. So going off of that, um, when I go out to eat and a lot of things we were talking about earlier, you know, when I go out to eat, I cut everything in half, regardless of if I'm, if I'm going to eat it or not. Okay. So like say I'm at Texas Roadhouse because mm -hmm. that's like my, one of my favorite roads. Same. Right? So good. So I usually get a burger from there just because mm -hmm. their seasoning is awesome. So I cut my burger in half, regardless of how big or not the burger is. And then I separate my fries so that they're on like separate ends of the plate. Mm -hmm. And then I'll only eat half of my burger and then half of my fries. And now if I'm still hungry, too bad. Okay? And that's kind of like a mental challenge that I was talking about. And then I put it in a box and then I go home. And sure enough, you know, you go back home and you open your uh, box and you're like, I'm not really hungry anymore. It's because you're out of that environment and you're out of that smell. Like, it's mm -hmm. meant to make you eat, you know? Definitely. But guess what? You only ate half your portion. And I don't know about you, but I always forget about my leftovers. So all of a sudden, that 1,000-calorie dinner just went to 500, and that's within your budget. Definitely. That's, Isn't that a good idea? Yeah, that's a really good tip. Um, what are your kind of thoughts on, you know, you order a meal, but I know when I go to, like, Bel Air or like at Texas Roadhouse and they bring you like chips and dip or like rolls. Do you kind of recommend? Sure. So they usually give you like appetizer plates. Oh yeah. Yeah. 
So one thing about Texas Roadhouse, which I don't like, which is those unlimited buns. Mm-hmm. Oh, they're so good. <laughs> so good. So um, I usually, if they do offer a plate, I'll just fill up my plate like halfway through, mm-hmm. add a little bit of sauce or whatever you want, and then that's it. Okay, and I know there's more on the table, but you have to mentally game, like, don't grab more because you know you have more food coming. And so that's that's one problem that we all mm-hmm. have, is that's how you get fuller faster, for sure. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So, we talked a lot about um, food, um, and now maybe let's transition a little into how to burn off food calories. Sure. Right? So, what kind of workouts get your calories off? Okay, so mm-hmm. let's talk a little bit about that. You want to make sure that your heart rate is between 70 to 80% of your maximal heart rate. So your maximal heart rate, how do you calculate that? That's mm-hmm. 220 minus your age. So, you know, I'm 24, so it's a little bit less than 200, right? Um, so you want to be within that range and making sure that your heart rate is high and then it comes down and then it comes back up. So that's kind of the basic um, like high-intensity interval training oh, or like high intensity training um, is to get that heart rate up and keep it up there for just a little bit and then bring it back down because um, you don't want to be in that high intensity, which is like 80 to 90% of that max heart rate. You want to bring it down just a little bit and even under that. In exercise physiology, that's what we call like our fat burning zones because, um, you know, a little bit of science here. Mm -hmm. Don't want to get all sciencey on you, but um, when we're breathing like that, our, um, our carbs get burned when we're working really hard and our fats get burned when we're working at that moderate level. Um, So what I like to do with my clients that are trying to lose weight is I like to do fat burning workouts. So a little bit of insight of what I give to people on their first time working with a trainer is I make them do like step ups or box jumps depending on what kind of um, fitness level that they're at. Then I make them do squats and then kind of do like a interval. So 30 seconds on, 10 seconds off, times three. And then I switch between that. And then that's legs, right? Then what we do is we go to upper body. So a little bit of bicep curls or shoulder presses. And then we do slam balls. So I don't know if you've ever done a slam ball yeah. before. And those are so fun and then mm-hmm. you can burn some really, a lot of anger out, right? <laughs> yeah. You can get a lot of anger out. Um, and, you know, as you get better at that workout, or you know more advanced, you can mm-hmm. use a heavier ball and it makes it more harder. I mean, you're doing the same exercises, but depending on your fitness level, you can up your sure. exercises. So, and then I always finish with core. Like a lot of people always think core is like crunches and a plank, but no, doing dynamic stuff. And so that's why I always recommend taking like Pilates or mm-hmm. something yeah. and using your core in different ways that you're used to. Because a lot of core things, believe it or not, are like in the transverse plane. So when I say that, it's like twisting motion. Okay. So think about like my nurses that I train. They are twisting, putting patients in and out of bed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's from a wheelchair to a bed. That's a twisting motion. Yeah. Getting in and out of the car. How many times have you fallen out? Well, I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> but I, uh, you know, getting in and out of your car, that's uh-huh. a lot of core, right? Um, I'm trying to think of other core things that you need. It's just a daily basis thing. For sure. You know, yeah. A stronger core really yeah. helps you out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I think that's really helpful. And then I know you kind of touched on what you kind of do um, with your clients when you first meet with them. Sure. And I thought I would touch a little bit on what my experience was 
um, working with a trainer for the first time. Yeah. Um, so when I did join the Wisconsin Athletic Club, they gave you a complimentary um, two sessions to meet with a trainer. And I know I was a little intimidated, like, oh my gosh, like this is going to be like the biggest loser or something. And I'm going to get like whipped into shape. Well, that did happen, but it wasn't as scary. <laughs> but no, it was a really fun um, way to really learn all of the equipment in the gym when you go. Um, I think for me, I was always really intimidated by all of it. What should I do here or there? You get so much advice um, and hear so many things on the internet, what your friends are doing. Um, so I think having a reliable person really helping you and working with you, things so like that. So when you worked with a trainer, did mm -hmm. you feel like uncomfortable at first or did you feel like you were supported or like how yeah. feeling? Yeah, how I feel? think I felt really um, supported um, and just really encouraged by um, having someone kind of on your side, like pushing you to push back some of the comfort zones and boundaries you have when you're working out. Because I think for me, I was like, this is uncomfortable. This is hard, but it's supposed to, you know, yeah. you want to grow and you want to build your strength. Right. So, I, so I think having somebody to kind of guide you through that process and be like, no, it's, you know, a little uncomfortable, but this is how you're going to push back those boundaries. Sure. And um, I think when I did start to um, train, um, when I started working with you, Ashley, and then I kind of started from there taking classes and learning a little bit more about what I enjoy when I go to the gym, but then having that another realm of accountability. Yeah, so I always recommend to my clients that at least get in touch with their uh, trainer at least once a week. And mm -hmm. so me and Mary, what we do is we meet on Tuesdays. Mm -hmm. And regardless of if we're busy or not, I know that Christmas and New Year's just came up, So and those were both on Tuesday. <laughs> yeah. And But you know what? I think that was a perfect day to do mm -hmm. it because it's like, you know, oh, man, I got to meet with my trainer. And mm -hmm. even if you don't see them every week, I think it's a good idea to um, follow up in person mm -hmm. at least once a month because then you can see your results mm -hmm. and then say your trainer is like, they get to watch you have your success and go through all of your journey with mm -hmm. you, you know? So, Mary, when you started um, working with a trainer, did you feel more connected to the club or like... Did you feel like you had more involvement with the club? Oh, totally. Yeah, I think that I just started to feel less kind of, I think when you first join, you kind of feel a little awkward or where do I go for this class or, you know, different things like that. Um, so, so yeah. um, when you like go to classes or mm -hmm. all that stuff, do you feel more welcome now that you know more people or like, is it more motivating for you because you know these people to keep on your track because you see all these people on a, on a weekly basis? Or Yeah, for sure. I know that even when I, um, I recently moved, so I used to go to West Dallas, um, I would um, push myself out of my boundary zone by going to a 6 a.m. class Ooh, before work. That's early. It, it's early, but you kind of start to get used to it. It's pretty nice, actually, to get to like five o'clock at night and be like, oh yes, I already did my workout for the day. Yeah. Um, but I know when I moved, I wasn't going to my regular morning class, like you said. And then I went again and I was like, oh, I wonder if this trainer's like, what happened to Mary? <laughs> she hasn't been here a long time um, going to the other location. But um, yeah, I think you feel a lot more um, motivated to know, even if I don't know all these people, 
super well. You recognize faces, you say hey, and I think it just really helps keep you going um, the more people that you kind of have around you. Right? Mm -hmm. So that's one other thing that I really recommend people have is a support group. Because mm -hmm. you're not going to be accountable if you have no one pushing you or saying, wow, you look so great. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, it's, you know, it could be your husband, could be your spouse, could be your um, mom, could be your dad, could be your friend, you know, mm -hmm. it doesn't matter. But you have to have that because if you don't, who are you being uh, end quote accountable towards you know like Definitely. granted that you're doing it for yourself even if you say you don't want it mm -hmm. you want it totally <laughs> yes and that's why things like things like the accountability I think helps so much when you are getting so excited about it and I think um that's why I encourage so many of my close friends to join because I was like oh my gosh like yeah it's really fun when we go to brunch or go shopping but now it's, we go to the cycle classes right. together or other classes or just work out and yeah it's just, it's still just as much fun, and it, you feel so much better looking right. back on what you accomplished. Totally. So with a support system, you know, one thing that I've tried to, it's kind of like my New Year's goal, mm -hmm. I guess, is to not go to lunch with my friends. So mm -hmm. instead of, so I mean, granted that you still have to hang out with people yeah. and do an activity that, um, with that person that you haven't seen in a while, but instead of sitting down and having lunch, why don't you go out for a walk or in the park totally. or something? Like, isn't that cool? Yeah. Like one, um, just recently I went out ice skating with an old friend. Oh, like, fun. Like, how fun. fun. Like, yeah. And you can watch each other and laugh about mm -hmm. you falling on your butt and stuff. <laughs> but, I mean, you, you got your workout in for the day. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, I think that's such a good point. Um, just moving into the new year. Um, and ice skating is such a fun thing, especially in the winter, isn't it? That's so fun. Um, awesome. So, um, I know we talked about how you just did a half marathon and you're training for a triathlon. Um, is there anything kind of on your fitness bucket list that you would like love to do? Sure. Um, well, I my well, it's not a full triathlon. It's only sprint triathlon. Oh, okay. But there's okay. seven of them, so I guess it still sounds like a pretty big accomplishment. Right. Um, but on my bucket list, I would definitely like to accomplish, like, an, a full Ironman someday or, like, a full marathon. I think that'd be totally. super cool. And, you know, people talk about Ironman. You know, it's a full-time job to train for one of those things, so I don't think it would be on my radar right now. Mm -hmm. But in the future, I think so, because a full Ironman is, like, a two-mile swim or, like, a hundred-something-mile bike ride and then a full marathon right after that, and it takes you about 17 hours to do, so... Yeah, that's a pretty big accomplishment, you know, mm -hmm. you know, running a marathon too, I think that would just be so cool, because you know only like 1% of Americans have ever run a marathon before. So. Wow, I did not know that. Yeah, that's a huge statistic, isn't it? That's crazy. Yeah, so, and you think about how many people run marathons, or yeah. like the Boston Marathon, you think uh -huh. of like so many people, but in reality, those are only people that are really <laughs> Yeah, oh my gosh, that is crazy. Because, yeah, that would be a lot. Because you said you train. How often are you training right now for your um, sprinting? Sure. So my sprint triathlon, I'm probably only training about between 6 and 10 hours a week. Oh, you sure. know, when it comes, um, triathlons are in June, you mm -hmm. know, because when the water gets warmer. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'll probably train a little bit more in one summer. Um, totally. You know, when I'm a personal trainer, it's kind of busy season <laughs> right now. So, yeah, I mean... Uh, between six and ten hours right now, but you know, training for a Ironman is definitely like a full time forty mm -hmm. hour training a week. 
yeah. job. So yeah, well, definitely an awesome goal to have. Yeah, for sure. Cool. Well, um, thank you for joining our podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I really yeah. appreciate it. Awesome. It was really fun. Well, I don't know about you guys, but I'm like gearing up to go to the gym now. Super motivated. So awesome. Well, um, thanks for joining again, Ashley, and we'll talk to you guys next week. You've been listening to the Neroli Uncut Podcast. Be sure to subscribe and leave us a review. See you next time.